just be this baby who is asking a lot of questions and trying to understand this new thing. Even though you think you know everything about it, try to forget it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Honest UX Talks. As usual, I'm joined by Anfisa, and today, today we're going to be tackling a topic that was very requested. Uh, you're probably hearing a baby in the background, and that's because this is Honest UX Talks. But getting back to our topic for today, uh, one of the most requested topics was empathy in design. And we all know as designers that it's a very uh, discussed and oftentimes controversial topic because there are many sides to this um, the nuances and facets to empathy and it has also been quite diluted in the past couple of years by being overused and so we want to try today to uh, bring our perspectives to the table and try to bring some clarity or I'm not sure if empathy is something to be clarified but at least it's something that we can uh, unpack and try to uh, make more sense of. <laughs> so hi, Anfisa, and um, how have you been? How are you? <laughs> Hello, everybody. So I have been fine. <laughs> uh, it's the beginning of September. So basically, it's this mood when you're like a little bit sad that the summer is gone, but still trying to catch the last bits of sun. So like spending the time outside, etc., etc. And uh, as a nice sort of bonus <laughs> for my family, we just got our first car. So we're hoping that uh, this autumn we'll be planning some trips, you know, the car trips, the road trips with the dog and, and my family so that we can actually still have a bit of an extended version of summer. This is where we are at. And, uh, and yeah, there are a lot of side projects that I've been like basically starting out on the summer like I've mentioned a couple of times this design thinking workshop a couple of more presentations that I wanted to build but again the summer was just really good and I didn't want to sacrifice my weekends for <laughs> finishing up this project so basically this autumn I'm sort of planning to go hard on building those completing those publishing those we will see how it goes how was your end of the summer I know that from the last moment we've talked you have been on the vacation and now you're back yeah, well, actually I did because the holidays were, well, so we went to Denmark, we've been to Copenhagen and we rented a car and also went uh, around Copenhagen and we were very lucky to have this incredible weather. It was super sunny, but not very hot because it's not like they have extremely high temperatures in, uh, in Scandinavia in the summer. So it was just absolutely perfect. We loved it so much that my partner wanted to explore the opportunity the, the potential of moving there so wow. we started considering moving to Denmark we were actually super in love with uh, with the whole experience and it was very refreshing normally when I go on holiday I can't really disconnect from work but this time because it was my first holiday with Mia uh, she had my attention drawn all the time so it was also I mean I had the space to not think about my work project the school the boot camp and so on so yeah, it was pretty refreshing. I came back very energized. However, uh, the magic didn't last long, but because today I, Mia is sick, so she has fever and she's not feeling very well. And I suspect that it may be the Delta strain. But yeah, so today I'm not necessarily in my best mood, but because this is a very honest conversation, I decided to share this and also... Mm. 
uh, yeah, be completely transparent about how the life of a designer and a person in general might look like. And um, speaking about design, um, I've been doing a lot of work around the bootcamp in the past couple of weeks. We have started to have students that uh, are working on real projects. It's really exciting to see them out in the market and handling their first project, kickoff meetings, uh, workshops, and so on. So it's, it's really, I mean, it's becoming more and more tangible, the fact that we're helping people transition to UX design. And it feels really rewarding because up to this point, we were just building it and didn't really, it, it was too soon to see results, but now we're starting to see results and this also makes me extremely happy. So with that being said, uh, let's jump into the topic for today, which is empathy in UX design. And I would start by asking a question um, around what's empathy actually? <laughs> let's, let's start from the, our favorite disclaimer that empathy is a little bit of the abstract term. And that's why it kind of had a space for all this manipulation, circulation and uh, whatever else, like people interpreting it in different ways. I'm not sure it's, if it's super defined, but in design thinking, we're using empathy as a deep understanding of the problems and the realities of the people we are designing for, meaning that we have to understand uh, their environment, their role, and the interactions with this environment, which basically by the term, by the terminology means that we don't have to just ask them, what do you want, right? <laughs> that sometimes junior designers do once they start designing, but we actually don't, we don't have to ask them, what do you want? But we have to immerse into their context and their environments, observe them, look what they're doing, and in the right moments ask the right questions such as why what and how and all of those very crucial questions in any design process as we're talking about empathy realizing that it's not just simple interview when you're asking what do you want me to design for you but also trying to observe and like be in the same context as this person it's actually a little bit hard sometimes and that's why people start cutting it down to just having the conversation with the users and calling it an empathy and that's where the whole sort of misinterpretation grows from. But basically the fact that we have to immerse ourselves into this context, especially with the COVID situation, it's becoming or it became much harder for people to be in the same room, to see what they are doing, to understand the motivation behind certain actions and so on and so forth. For example, um, the, the, the author of the term emotional intelligence, the Daniel Coleman, um, he have defined that uh, empathy has three levels of it. One is cognitive and intellectual empathy. Second is emotional empathy. And the third one is the compassion empathy, which is basically finding echoes of the other person in yourself. It's not as easy as it might seem like. And in order to build this empathy, we basically must know or learn to know what other people feel. It requires like the deliberate work, this intentional work, removing your ego, removing your maybe behavioral patterns. The last thing I can't help but want to mention is that um, there is this very famous and cliche phrase <laughs> that we sometimes like to throw around that it says um, uh, walk into the, the user's shoes I'm sure you have heard of it I read an online article one day uh, that says that we don't necessarily have to walk in their shoes but we have to take our shoes off and let their journey change you basically I, I love the metaphor of putting yourself in someone else's shoes uh, and actually empathy to me 
give my own definition is just having the ability to understand what other people's are thinking and feeling and just like you said this is no easy feat i mean it's it it what from what i learned from my own experience uh, as a designer and observing other designers at work understanding your users actually takes a lot of effort so i think that the problem with empathy is that by the way it's being used or overused it makes it sound like it's something very simple to achieve so we're now building empathy throughout the company everybody in the company is invited to a workshop where they will build empathy for the users and it's not like it sounds it now sounds in some places like it's very easy you just do run a design thinking workshop and then you're going to have empathy for your users when in fact it's really way more difficult than that and you need to be completely just like you said immersed in the relationship with the user and in the efforts to understand your user and ultimately we will never be able to be completely empathetic towards a person another person because we cannot experience their life and their uh, context and their uh, constraints and everything that the world they live in so um yeah, I think that it's it's important to talk about empathy, but it's also important to talk about how difficult empathy is uh, true, to achieve true. in real life. And also, I just want to, since we're still in the definition space, I just want to um, quote an article by NN Group where they, they share a spectrum of empathy that starts with a pity that might sound, so they they present this, um, this, uh, these types of ways of relating to someone else's feelings. And uh, they start with pity, which is the most basic form or primitive, if you want. And it sounds something like, I'm sorry for you. And then you can have sympathy for another person, which may sound like, I feel for you. And then there's empathy. I feel with you. And even better than empathy in design, they argue that we can have compassion for our users. And that might be something uh, like, uh, I am moved by you. And so compassion may be something that could describe better um, the work that we need to be doing as designers. And it, I think, takes it a little bit further. And this helps uh, grasp the complexity that uh, the work of understanding users actually entails. So um, these are my um, yeah. two cents around trying to define empathy in design. So what you have mentioned is actually corresponding well with this emotional intelligence um, sort of leveling part, right? Which I mentioned previously, where also like Britannia yeah. Vermont, he mentioned that third level is called a compassion empathy and another again small point because you have talked uh, you've been talking a little bit about this uh, part which is sympathy I also wanted to mention that um, sympathy is also sometimes being sort of thrown like the word sympathy is thrown around in the design process but I wanted to sort of call it out because I feel like it's not a very relevant part at least in our design process, simply because sympathy is all about sort of showing the concern or showing the reaction for some sort of well-being of others. Um, whereas it's not about like uh, experiencing what others feel in a deeper way, right? So when we sympathize, we tend to project our feelings of pity or I don't know, like sorrow maybe for other person, but it doesn't help us to you know, built for those feelings. We sort of use ourselves to react to somebody's um, somebody's situations. Whereas when we um, we design 
we are not seeking really for opportunities for reaction. We actually need to observe what they are going through and what they are feeling and how they are you know, reacting or acting in order for us to then be in their mindset and design. So it's not about us and reaction, but it's about us knowing and feeling what other people feel so that it helps us to shape our design and, and the product. I absolutely agree uh, that there are some distinctions to be made. And also, I think that it's worth uh, pursuing the effort of defining empathy, because I think that if you ask like 10 designers, what's their definition of empathy, you'll probably have like 10 different definitions. It's very subjective. No standard for what empathy means, or at least maybe there is, but it's not completely acknowledged throughout the industry and so it's really important that we we make the effort of trying to align on a vocabulary level if um so the next question we have on today's topic is um something that we already touched on um but i think that it's worth re um uh, unpacking even further is empathy overrated like everyone says it is <laughs> and i had some um, points around it i'm curious to hear what are your feelings and thoughts about empathy being overrated <laughs> honestly speaking i think i'm torn between yes and no <laughs> and uh, i hate to, to sit in the two chairs but i feel like that um i think there are thing is there are two approaches in design process. One is you build and then you test and they see how people react. Another one is you build the empathy and then with the empathy, you start uh, building your product. And so I'm, I could be an opponent of two processes similarly because I've seen the other the process when you start without real empathy working out because it's a shorter sort of process of project development um, timeline. And so you have an ability to test ideas quickly and see them fail if they don't stick around. Though it's also a challenging thing because building small projects, small parts of it, MVPs and stuff uh, also takes time and energy. So there are maybe cases, maybe let's say, let's put it this way. Um, there are contexts or use cases where you do need empathy more, especially in the innovation space where it's really a lot of unknowns, where we're trying to change the behavior, when we're trying to experiment about uh, new technologies maybe and there are not not many analogs online that you can sort of refer to so in this case I think it's quite important to really be observant a person that pays attention to the users understand their context build deep and strong empathy and then with that in mind build the projects but there are also other use cases when it's really much more function based maybe it's more about catching the trend, maybe it's more about understanding uh, where the technology moves and by that implying that it should change the user behavior, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe there are two sides of the same coin. One is it's okay sometimes with some use cases to not start from the empathy, but just build quickly, test and maybe fail quickly, but also learn and then iterate. And then there are some cases where it's actually crucial to start from the empathy, because if you don't start from it, um, there is a big chance that you're just wasting a lot of time and, and, and resources and money. I totally agree with your perspective that maybe sometimes you don't need to invest a lot of time in building empathy. So it's something that I think we've been promoting both of us and we've been arguing in the design space already for a long time that, that every project is different. Every uh, design problem requires a different um, approach and a different uh, process, if you want. So 
sometimes it really doesn't make sense uh, to spend that much time when you can, I don't know, do something quickly and then just uh, validate or invalidate or explore the space of a problem and idea very quickly. But other times, and probably most of the times, or when you set out to explore and understand and unpack a complex problem space, then you have to go for uh, building empathy and, um, and trying to really deeply understand your users as much as humanly possible. And I think that getting back to the question, uh, empathy is not necessarily overrated, it's more overused if you want. So in my perspective, empathy is valuable, important, it's something that we need to be talking about as designers but like i said what i don't like is that it's being just thrown around overused uh, abused and it kind of lost meaning lost its meaning it, it feels diluted diluted and it feels like um we don't even know what yeah. it means anymore and yeah. we're oversimplifying design by just making empathy sound like something you build by i don't know let's draw this persona together and now <laughs> we've built empathy for the user which is rarely the case that it's, it's that simple. Um, so yeah, this is what, um, what I had in mind. Um, do you think that we actually need empathy in design or design can exist without? Well, what are your thoughts around the need for empathy when we're designing? I think I will just start from, from where I left off. Sometimes it's, it's really just dependent on the context. There is this design process that we have all heard about. Uh, calling design sprint and for this it's all about like having the alignment around the team and like knowing what you're building and having like this collaboration co-creation process where you once you start design um, design sprint it's very hard to ensure everybody already has this design empathy usually I would recommend to always build the empathy before starting the design sprint, but it's very hard because we know that people are busy, everybody's occupied with their projects. It's very hard to sort of involve everybody. And there has to be probably a smaller team or one person sometimes building this empathy and then trying to effectively sort of communicate it, which is a hard challenge because as we have mentioned already, it's not just about asking questions and then presenting some insights. It's really all about like immersing yourself into that shoes. <laughs> so it's definitely a challenge, like we have mentioned in the beginning uh, for the design sprints, where it's very important to be aligned, when it's very important to share or build uh, sort of concepts um, under the same hat. Uh, and if somebody doesn't share the same empathy, it's it's kind of like misaligning people already by by the term, by default. So it's, it's a challenge for sure. Um, however, it still helps, I guess, maybe in any possible way to show or communicate um, the insights that somebody who have been actually will this as empathy, all the insights they have collected to show them in the most immersive way possible, be it a video, be it a presentation, if possible maybe to even uh, take them on a day or a trip or et cetera, but at least in any sort of way, build this alignment prior to all those design sprints or any other uh, workshops to co-create together, but still sharing this um, empathy mindset, I guess, um, around the team. Of course, I'm a huge opponent of having the empathy in design think and design thinking process in place. Question is only how do we integrate it, right? In, a, in the world that is more remote. And even if I'm thinking about my company, my, my work, I don't think we are doing a very good job around it. Uh, I, I know that some people feel like 
and like we have discussed it already many, many times and everybody's on board with understanding that we want to have more empathy. We want to be more in their shoes. We want to look and strive for opportunities to talk to the users, to really see how they work with our product. But we do have very limited opportunities to do that. Again, pandemic situation, et cetera. So we're seeking for those opportunities, but it's not an easy thing. And sometimes we do have to work with a lot of assumptions, with a lot of um, our own biases, I believe, and, and not even being able to fully validate those. We do a lot of like usability testing and sort of trying to observe people in their natural habitat online, but it's not the same as being in the same room and like being present and con building that connection between people, right? And your, your understanding. Yeah, so my next question and the last question we're gonna be tackling today on this topic is um, very practical or a more tangible approach to empathy. How do you build the empathy? How do you build empathy in UX design? Um, what's something that as designers we need to do? What do we need to encourage in our team? You, you already mentioned some uh, things around observing your users as much as possible, watching videos or even seeing them uh, in context as they use or experience certain uh, um, interfaces or products in your problem space. But what are your thoughts around uh, how to foster an empathetic approach to the design process how do you build empathy so i guess again there are layers to how do we build the empathy there is more deep level of empathy where it's very hard sometimes for companies to achieve it but i know that for example ideo they would have a lot of workshops and really interesting activities around building um the empathy i'm trying to remember some of those but I'm, I'm i'm struggling at the moment but i know that they would really involve all the stakeholders they will bring them to the context they would ask them to do what uh, their users are doing to actually start feeling and seeing um how in fact the users operate and what they might go through and what they might think so sometimes yeah like throwing around this um immersive workshop is a way to go uh, but the other thing that we might do more practically as a designers besides all the known practices like involve the users early on in the design process trying to talk to them uh, before even designing sometimes even having them in the room if it's possible even though it's usually not <laughs> as you talk to your users and maybe you're not able to even um, you know be in the same room right now but you might try to still use the technology for your good and try to use videos and photos, try to build the connection with them, maybe ask some things about, you know, how the day goes, what they are using, how they are going about things, trying to understand them a little bit bigger than just asking questions like, do you use my product? And uh, and how do you use it? And show me a little bit more about how you Or do even it. worse, do you like my product? Yeah, yeah, favorite <laughs> question of all time. actually, yeah, like the worst. Instead, try to immerse yourself into their context, asking a lot of whys. So instead of asking um, those confirmational questions where you just seek for the answer you're looking for receiving, ask more of the open-ended broad questions. Use the methods like five whys, where instead of asking, do you like it? You're asking, what do you do? Why do you do? Why do you do? Why do you, why, why, why? And so on and so forth. Just like, Pick any topic, pick any question, pick any statement or hypothesis you have. And then without throwing it into the users, throwing your understanding at them, 
start from from the broad questions or start from what do you do why and why and again 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 trying to go deeper and trying to understand the motivation behind it and you will see that sometimes especially if you have those pretty reflexive users they will start sort of digging deeper and trying to even like decode why they're doing certain actions which might help you i think a year ago uh, i was working for like a mexican market and i was trying to understand what are the fears of people trying to buy furniture online and they didn't know they just said like oh we're afraid we're afraid and i was trying to work with this fear it's almost like therapy right but you're trying to get deeper why do you afraid to buy the furniture online what's what are the things that stop you why did you okay last time you did it what you were thinking what you were going through and stuff like this again broad questions starting from whys again and being more of a reflexive rather than uh, throwing up a statement and hoping them to validate it and again just some other general practices like i mentioned already today um, assume a beginner mindset assume you don't know anything forget about everything you have learned just be this baby who is asking a lot of questions and trying to understand this new thing even though you think you know everything about it try to forget it for this interview and just focus on them fully another tip i know building the empathy with an analogies so if you're discussing something and you're not able to sort of understand it uh, you can try to use analogies as the, the conversation sort of point where you discuss something that you both understand very well and that helps you to understand or build this understanding and the last step i would say or the last method which i think is still important is trying to engage with the extreme users who might point out some of the perspectives you've never uh, thought about or never thought like experienced before uh, which again could give you some insights that um, would be unexpected and might also change your perspective a little bit what about your methods or tips or whatever else practically you want to share with us <laughs> you've covered a lot of things you've covered a lot of valuable points i'm also a big fan of the why leathering i actually in the beginning of my design career was pretty shy about asking people in a way that I perceived as almost aggressive. Why, why, why? To the point that they kind of sometimes <laughs> got even stuck by the question True. because it was just an endless stream of whys. But uh, yeah, what, what it proved to me indeed is that you can go to the root of the problem by trying to go beyond the surface and beyond their immediate answer. And so the why laddering is something that I'm definitely a big fan of myself. And you also touched on a lot of valuable points. I just want to add two more points to this list of advice of, on how to build empathy. Um, one of them, something that is very important to us in our design bootcamp, we are uh, continuously uh, giving assignments to our mentees where we ask them to reflect on everything they're doing at every stage of the design process. So I think that an important part of building empathy is actually building good relationship with yourself because this means that you will be able to be aware of biases as they happen, as they uh, intervene, interfere with, uh, with, with, with your conversations with users. So this is one thing, uh, being in control of your biases as much as possible because we can never be fully in control and many things will remain hidden to us. Many things from our own minds will remain hidden to us. So this is one thing, being reflective, um, um, taking the, the creating the space and uh, breaks where you are reflecting on what you've done at all um, at every stage and especially in regards to your interactions with users 
and also this uh, comes up with uh, with the let's say corollary if you want uh, that you need to observe the world around you <laughs> so something that we encourage oral students obsessively and uh, we also give a lot of assignments where we ask them to just go ahead and go outside as much as the pandemic allows it and observe users in their context so go to a coffee shop and observe users ordering and then try to understand what 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 you what you can uncover about their real actual tangible experience in a certain context uh, which i feel is even more valuable than asking them because they come they can also uh, answer from a place of bias or from a place of uh, censorship or any many things can happen there but when you go there outside in the context and you contextually observe them then that's something extremely powerful. And if you're also doing reflection work, it may be that your biases will stay out of the way. You won't project anything from your personality uh, onto that situation and you can uncover valuable insights. So this is one thing. The last thing that I want to add and it's something that I also care deeply about is uh, having um, an inclusive um, research uh, group. So um, making sure that you have an, a diverse uh, panel of users that you're looking at, because I think that one of the biggest problems that the design industry still faces is the fact that we're not building uh, products that are inclusive enough, because we really don't look at uh, small groups that may not be able to use the product in the way that we've designed it in the optimal path or happy path. So I would say that a very important part of building empathy is actually making sure that you're not discriminating groups of users or certain users. So this means that you have to ensure that you have a diverse group of users that you're trying to understand and you're not leaving anyone out and you're creating an inclusive experience. So for the last part of our show today, um, I want to hear your top three findings or top three favorite ideas or points uh, from, uh, from this conversation. Okay. So first of all, I wanted to say that like kudos to the last points. Actually, this is really, really great that we start talking about it. And I'm actually going to point out some of those in my takeaways. <laughs> but to start from, let's say, the beginning, uh, my three takeaways would be to, and this is not something we have discussed, but I want to make it a takeaway for today because I think that we have mentioned that there is a problem that everybody's using the word without understanding what it is. So my takeaway would be try to not overuse or at least even use the word empathy if you're feeling like you're not actually building that empathy, if you're not immersing yourself into the user's contexts and observing them, uh, removing all the biases, et cetera, et cetera. If you know that in your company, you're not doing a great job building the empathy, please try not to say we're empathetic designers caring about users because it's a lie and it just creates this very wrong impression and also like the whole word empathy becomes overrated like we like we have mentioned today like it just becomes the cliche word that nobody really feels or believes or sort of connects with second takeaways for me would be like we have established earlier today would be to strive for emotional empathy and like we have discussed a bit earlier not sympathy but empathy but to make it even more challenging, if you will, uh, you can even go beyond and try to strive for compassion empathy. It's the sort of mix between understanding, but also building a deeper, much deeper understanding through your own skin, I guess, um, 
in the design process. And the last point, which like you have mentioned just just in the previous question, uh, and I really loved it, is that it's very connected to being reflexive about everything you're doing, removing your ego. It goes very well um, with some of the practices or tips we were sharing, right? So it's it's very important to try to be reflexive, almost taking the therapy, if you will, because it's very important to be aware of your biases. They might mislead you or build the wrong understanding as you're trying to be open and trying to learn everything about your users. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go ahead and share my top three findings, findings, insights or ideas that I I want uh, our listener to take away from today's conversation. Uh, the first one is closely related to what you said um, as your first uh, insight, not overusing empathy. I just want to build a bit on that and say, stop oversimplifying the process of building empathy. So I think that it's overused on one hand, and it seems like it's very, very simple to be empathetic. You just go in a room draw a persona and that's it you build empathy when in fact it's actually a very uh, uh difficult long-term continuous process so stop oversimplifying um, empathy <laughs> the second one is very actionable if you want uh it's like my set of three rules or um, three um, imperatives to building empathy listen observe reflect so it's extremely important that you try to to listen as non-biased as possible as conscious as possible uh pay attention actually listen to what your users answer when you ask them questions listen observe them in their real context as much as possible and then reflect reflect on what you've seen reflect on what you've listened uh what you've heard and also reflect on what you feel uh, in regards to that and what might interfere with your interpretation and uh, understanding. And the last point is to make sure that you're inclusive as much as possible, build a diverse uh, group of users that you're looking at. Um, an exclusive experience cannot be an empathetic one. So you're not an empathetic designer if you exclude users from using your product so be inclusive is my last uh call to action for today so with that being said i just want to invite everyone to uh go ahead and look honest ux top uh, honest honest ux talks up on instagram uh, give us a follow uh, any review on any platform would also help us um i'm not sure if i have to add anything except for thanking you on fisa for this conversation which felt very insightful for me as well uh, if you have any closing thoughts for today nope nope thanks a lot everybody for listening and uh, we always appreciate your support or questions in our dm if you have any topics that we should uh, cover next time so yeah thanks a lot for listening and yeah See you in the next episode, I guess. <laughs> bye bye. Bye, everyone.